Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Hey there, this is Nicole, the host and producer of the Found Out Podcast. Whoa, this episode is a good one. It's fun. I've got Aries Gum, my friend, and flight nurse extraordinaire on the show. We're going to talk some stories and uh, talk about COVID and some stuff. But before we get into that, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to support the show, well, first of all, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. There would be no show if you weren't listening and listening in every week after week. Um, So I just want to say thank you, listener, wherever you are, driving your car, doing your laundry, going on a walk. um, I don't know, whatever you're doing, I just want to thank you. Uh, There would be no show without you. Uh, If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. Um, Leave an honest review, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, It helps the podcast go up the ranks. So that's a super cool thing to do. Um, yeah. And I just want to give a plug for taking care of yourself and your mental health. So this is just me saying this from my heart. Um, I know the Delta variant is um, really crashing down on folks out there across the country. Uh, and so I'm thinking of you and, um, you know, reach out to a therapist, reach out to a friend, dig in deep to the things that you love you know, have good boundaries. Um, really try to take care of yourself because I know this has been really difficult. Um, the other thing is there is a great project called Emotional PPE that offers free counseling services to healthcare workers. So that's just on me. I'm not, they're not connected to me in any way, but go to um, www.emotionalppe.org and you can get hooked up with free counseling. What a badass thing that they're doing. So anyway, don't forget to take care of yourself. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor of the show, Nicole Kupchik, CNS and educator. She's got such cool courses out there for nurses, continuing ed courses, certification review classes, books, you name it. She's got it. Um, she's actually doing a live webinar of uh, in September and October of the CCRN and PCCN certification review course. So if you've been wanting to get certified, now's your chance. Now's your chance. She's a really amazing teacher. Frankly, she's a great teacher and I've learned a lot from her and, and you will too. And you can get certified along the way and you can get continuing ed credits too. So it's a win-win. Um, yeah. So if you want to find out information about that, go to NicoleKupchikConsulting.com. And then you can use a coupon code FOUNDDOWN20 at checkout. That's FOUNDDOWN20 at checkout. All right. Well, that should do it. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys are the best. Enjoy this episode. It's a good one. Welcome to the FOUNDDOWN podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. 
As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I am so stoked because I have my good friend, Aries Gum, back on the show. You know, he helped launch this podcast because he was on the very first episode. So I'm so excited to revisit with him and like see how things have been going. So Aries is a flight nurse now, has a long history of being a critical care nurse, but we're going to catch up with him and find out how things have been going this last year, maybe lessons learned. But before we do any of that, how are you, Aries? I'm doing great, Nicole. Uh, For those of you who are listening to this, you can't see it, but uh, Nicole and I were both wearing our found down swag. Awesome hat. This is definitely my favorite hat. I wear it everywhere. <gasps> so you're getting lots of free advertising. Oh my every, god! Yeah. Every now and then I get a question in the public. It's like, what? What is found down? You know. So I go into my little <laughs> spiel and tell them, point them towards the uh, the podcast. Whether whether or not it drives any traffic to you, but uh, I definitely wear it everywhere I go. That's so cool. I'm so glad you like it. I mean, it looks good on you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Every every guest gets one. So, um, and I'm trying to figure out how to sell it, sell them actually. So it's possible for the listener. Maybe if you want one, you can get one too, (laughs) but, um, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so it's been a year and, and I'm just going to catch the audience up to speed. If you didn't listen to the first episode, Aries was sort of a newer flight nurse had been a flight nurse for about a year. And now you're, are you about two years deep in it? Yeah, almost, uh, almost exactly. Yeah, just a little over two years. I had my uh, my second year anniversary in June the third. I think is when I started the job. So, uh, yeah, a lot has changed. A lot has stayed the same. Really? Well, you've probably. I know. I don't know if you're gonna be vocal about this or not, but you also changed jobs in. I that. did. So very recently. Um, I was presented with an opportunity to rejoin the University of Washington Medical Center team as part of uh, Airlift Northwest. So uh, I think I mentioned the name of the company I worked for last time. So I, I yeah. was with Li- Life Flight Network um, and now I'm with Airlift Northwest. Actually, we're I'm now the base manager, new base manager for a brand new base that we're building in Pasco. So that's kind of been on my plate uh, the, the past month. That is so cool. That also sounds like overwhelming. Like there's probably a lot to, if you're building a new base. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of the groundwork had, had already been laid. Um, but yeah, there's definitely plenty of work to do. Um, I think we're almost completely hired up in terms of crews. Um, I've been meeting them uh, kind of slowly as, as we as in passing. Um, and I think I'm uh, in September, I'm scheduled to do their flight academy. So I'm going to be a, a full-fledged member of the uh, Airlift Northwest team. That's kind of the uh, their new employee orientation into their flight program. So that, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been super awesome. Uh, definitely keeping me busy, keeping me on my toes. Just, uh, you know, seeing a whole new component of the business uh, outside of the flight line. So 
everybody has just been tremendous. Um, what an exciting opportunity. I, I feel like I, you know, I have friends who have joined uh, Airlift Northwest in the recent past, like just in the last month or two. So I'm like, is this why? Because there were a lot of openings all of a sudden. Is it to fill the Pasco base? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I think they're also anticipating uh, potential retirements uh, hmm. in the next few months. So rather than being reactive, I think the company is being pretty, pretty uh, proactive about making sure we don't we don't have any gaps. So, but uh, definitely some expansion that's happening. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, those of us, I mean, we, I'm just going to speak on behalf of the nursing community. We love Airlift Northwest. I feel like it's the, and especially being a flight nurse, you're like at the top of your license, top of your scope, the creme de la creme. It's where, it's where dreams are made. the airlift i swear um so gosh what have you learned this last year as you have grown in your flight nurse self oh man where do you start uh definitely that uh the air medical uh world is just very different from inpatient i think we spoke a little bit about that um the level of autonomy that you have um, and the, the camaraderie that you build with your, your teammates, um, you're working with these people very, very closely. You're, you know, most of the time in the same crew house for 24 hours at a time. Um, and you know, those relationships are just, they're long lasting. You know, I've, I've made friends at, uh, at Life Flight that, you know, will probably be around for a long time. We'll keep in touch. And, um, I'm hoping that's the same way with, with, with airlift, um, trying very consciously not to mix the names <laughs> right <laughs> it's a it's an adjustment period you know you spend two years saying saying one company and then you kind of switch gears so I'm, right. I'm still having to not to uh to to bite my tongue or you know put my foot in my mouth <laughs> yeah but but yeah um COVID-19 was was definitely uh a huge learning experience, all the trials and tribulations, you know, whether it be the, the small logistical things like, you know, PPEs and, you know, how does that work uh, inside the aircraft, you know, uh, wearing a helmet on top of a mask with goggles and uh, plastic gowns that, that, in 110 degree weather how does that how does that work out <laughs> yeah let's um, let's unpack that for a second yeah because you've got your flight suit mm-hmm. right which is fire retardant and like heavy duty right it's how much it's no mix it it really doesn't weigh that much but um the nature of the material is that it contracts when it's when it's hot <gasps> and it uh, <laughs> it it re- relaxes when it's cold. So on a di- on 110 degree weather, it's extra hot in it. You know, I mean, it's doing its job. Uh, it's never comfortable. If it's cold, you're too cold. If it's hot, you're too hot. But uh, you know, in terms of safety, it's it's that key piece of equipment that you need you need to have. So. You know, when COVID hit and, you know, we were mandated to wear all this PPE, it was just like one more thing um, to contend with. You know, it definitely affects uh, fatigue. 
Yeah. Um, you know, you're constantly exposed to vibration and temperature extremes. And then you, you throw on this, this isolation gown and mask and, and goggles at the same time. So it, it was definitely something to, uh, to get used to. And, um, you know, a lot of the companies are still, they're still mandating the use of mask and goggles. And, you know, of course, uh, full PPE, if, if you have a, a patient who's uh, under investigation or confirmed positive COVID-19, um, you're in an, an enclosed space. So, um, yeah, you have to be extra careful. So, yeah, I mean, like I think of the, per, the, the best scenario probably is someone who, if they're COVID positive, they're on a ventilator cause it's a closed circuit in, mm-hmm. in your helicopter or whatever flight, whatever plane you're in or, mm-hmm. um, but if you've got someone who's like on high flow or, I mean, you don't have that, like, a, I guess, non-rebreather or. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, you know, they try to limit the uh, aerosolizing uh, procedures. Um, and then, you know, we, we do our best for source control, you know, putting masks on the patient. Uh, you know, if they're wearing a non-rebreather, putting a mask over that just to limit what's yeah. coming out. Um, but yeah, definitely best best case scenario for for us in terms of controlling the source is uh, having them on a ventilator with, you know, with an HME filter um, and then, you know, minimizing that uh, break in the circuit. So. Wow. Good times. Good times. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What an ad. I mean, yeah. What a crazy layer to add on top of everything. Um, Speaking of COVID you're over on the Eastern part of the state. How are, how are things over there? You know, surprisingly, I at least in this area, I want to say that 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 people have gotten uh, better. At least, uh, I want to say the past few months, I'm seeing more and more people wearing masks, and I think our vaccination rates are actually quite good. Uh, that being said, you know, some of the uh, state mandated mask wearing, I think, has also relaxed in the past few months. Businesses are allowing people to to enter uh, without masks. Uh, you know, there's a sign that if, if you're not vac- fully vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Well, everybody, you know, quote, is fully vaccinated at that point, whether they are or not. Yeah. So uh, that's a little that's a little worrisome because, I, you know, there's holdouts out there, people who from the beginning just refused to do it um and you know that that hasn't changed but uh you know my my wife and i both fully vaccinated us we got it as soon as we could um and and i think a good amount out here have as well so and i don't think we've seen any big big spikes um yet to be seen with this delta variant so we'll see yeah yeah Hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I think people good. are getting tired of the whole the whole COVID nineteen thing. They're just, you know, what's next? <laughs> what comes after the Delta variant? You know, it's just are we just oh. gonna go down the whole uh, Greek alphabet? <laughs> it's just it's just the, the rest of our lives, you know. Uh, but yeah, I I it's kind of a double edged sword, right? People are tired of hearing about it, but you're gonna continue to hear about it until you do something, you know, until everybody's on board with with vaccination and, and, and prevention. And I think it is going to be for a while, just kind of part of our, our, our day-to-day existence, you know, until we, we uh, snuff it out. Yeah. 
Before we get into some flight nurse stories, I just want to ask you one question. How do you, does it, I was going to say, how do you stay positive or does this, does COVID ever get you down? This like pandemic world. Uh, Sometimes it does when you stop to think about it. Uh, You know, when you, when you encounter these stories uh, where you have a young person on a ventilator and you're transporting them to a higher level of care and you have to, to tell the family, I'm sorry that you can't have visitors or, you know, you have, you can have one visitor only. And, uh, and you know, in the back of the head, in your head, this patient is not going to do well. They're already on maximum amount, amount of support or you're transporting them prone and the likelihood of them expiring alone or at least without their family is very high. And, and that kind of gets you down. Um, it uh, makes you think about, you know, what, what could happen to yourself or your family. And if that's something that you're willing to accept, like I, I, I could not imagine, you know, sending my child or, or another family member with strangers and being told that, Hey, we can't, we can't let you in past the emergency room or, you know, you can, it's going to have to be you or, or your wife, right? You can't be both there. And uh, how frightening that must be, not just for, for us as parents, but for, for your kids or, you know, other family members, doesn't have to be a kid, but yeah. But uh, yeah, so that kind of gets you down. Um, but really, you know, you, you can't let it uh, slow things down. You just got to put your head down and, and do what you have to do in that moment and, you know, save time for reflection after the fact. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about it with your teammates. Just kind of had that, that, that really sucked, you know, kind of, and we do that every, at every transport, right? We, yeah, we have what these, what's called our dead legs. And, uh, you know, we talk about what, what could have been better, what, what, uh, what we could have tried, you know, a lot of the times, especially with these COVID transports, they just can't oxygenate, you know, all your, your, um, typical ventilator strategies that you would use for, for ARDS, just, they just don't seem to work no matter what you do, you know? So you're sitting there just making changes, waiting to see if that does anything, make another change, see if that does anything. And at some point you just say, you know what, this is the best, this is the best we're going to do. Yeah. We can't, we can do, you know, you, you paralyze the patient, you, you optimized your, your ventilator settings. You're on hundred percent FIO2. Uh, it comes to a point where you just don't have any more movement and that's, that's just, you just kind of resolve to say, Hey, this is, this is the best we can do at, the, at this point in time. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, at the end of the trip, uh, you kind of look back and say, okay, was there anything else we could have done? You know, and we pull in our, our educators and kind of review, uh, the flights and some of the strategies with it. Sometimes they come up with some really good ideas that we, we, we try the next time around. Uh, but most of the time they say, you know what, you guys, you guys did everything we would have done. Uh, and that was, that was the best that that patient could do based on what was going on. And that's, that's, that's reassuring that, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can for the patient and that uh, we're not missing anything. But, you know, at the same time, it's very frustrating, you know, as, as nurses and, and, and medical people, we want the changes, the treatments that we are doing to positively affect the patient. 
So, and you know, we're, we're kind of trained to see that, right? Uh, yeah. You make a change, you see a positive outcome, hopefully. <laughs> and if you don't, you undo it and you try something else. Right. But uh, unfortunately the, you know, the COVID-19, that whole process, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to want to play by those rules. You know, at least w- the current knowledge that we have, we're seeing more people prone. That seems to be uh, kind of uh, early proning seems to help. Uh, but un- unfortunately, I don't think they're doing a lot of that. You're seeing kind of late, late stage, then they'll prone them or try to get them to ECMO. So yeah, yeah, people, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real thing. I know there's, there's uh, holdouts, people out there who are still saying, nope, nope, it's, uh, it's not real until it happens to them. Then it's, it's, it's a rude awakening. Yeah, this so, this is the thing that I've grappled with, I think, this entire pandemic. And maybe it's because I'm in the healthcare field, or maybe not, I don't know. But why, why do people have to experience this themselves? Why are there some people that have to experience it for themselves to believe it? Right. You know, yeah. like they can't. Yeah. I don't know. Just go to work. Go to work with you sometime. Yeah. Come to work yeah. with me. I like, wish, man, we can wear body cams. You know, it's just like know. a day in the life of you know people who are dealing with COVID nineteen. And I don't know. Even then, I think it it may not be enough I mean, because you know people say that the moon landing was staged. I guess we can oh. stage uh, <laughs> somebody dying. <laughs> from COVID-19 you know it's all it's all uh it's all science fiction that is so bizarre I know and then my question is well what is killing all these people like like if it's not COVID what is it you know if the people that don't believe it we are apparently we're we're doing it oh it's us (laughs) and then and then we're saying they had COVID you know so that I think that was a lot of the arguments is like you know well somebody had a car accident and got into a trauma and tested positive for for covid that that goes into the numbers right that they died from covid-19 no it, it, that's not how that works right. you know and and if it did that's maybe 1% of 1% not right. not enough not enough to to really uh support that that argument right yeah so um yeah i think <laughs> I don't, I don't have the solution. I, I really don't because there's people out there, you know, there's the other camp that yes, they, be, they believe it exists, right? I know it, people are dying from it, but my gosh, it's my right not to wear a mask. So they're going to, they're going to roll the dice and, and not do it. Um, and, you know, it's, Ooh. it's hard to argue against that because, you know, you want you want to, sympathize and say yes you know the the these are your rights we live in a free country but uh there are rights that you have that impact other people in ways that that you just can't imagine and it really it boils down to empathy and just being a good human being right and and not a, a selfish one and uh you know, one would argue is, you know, well, where does it stop? You know, where does that keep pushing that line out, uh, sacrificing our rights? I mean, that's, I get it. It's a scary thought, but this is the here and now. This is, uh, you know, we're not talking about what ifs. We're talking about this is, this is what's happening. And I wish people would wake up and, and see that. You know, I think the sooner that happens, uh, the sooner we can get out of this. 
you know, before we have a variant, a variant that uh, just kills undiscriminately. I think this Delta variant says a thousand times more viral load. You know, what's next? Like <laughs> 10,000 times more and it kills you in two hours. Is that is that what's right? Is that what it's going to take? Right. You know, somebody well, sneezes at you and you drop dead. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe then. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. What was that? Was it the Black Plague? I don't know. Someone was talking about the Black Plague of like the 1600s. That is comparison. Was the worst or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we're not there. We're not there yet. But hopefully it doesn't take those types of statistics. Uh, before people get all get on board, um, I'm sure during that time there were, there were people who were refusing to to take measures as well for for yeah. whatever reasons, right? You know, uh, yeah. Some yeah, some of yeah. this, I'm like, well, this is Darwinism happening yeah. currently. Yeah. Th- that's that is an argument to be to be had, but you know, uh, part of Darwinism, I think, is being able to use your brain. Yeah. For for self preservation and yep. uh, it it isn't like we have no control of our our environment. Uh, well, maybe not our environment, but, but kind of what happens to our to us. We can take measures. Uh, but yeah, I think you should use all the tools at your disposal to uh, to support that Darwinism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean right. You know, if that's the case, it's just like okay, everybody, you know, draw, have a a place in your in your country where you say if you don't want to wear masks, go go over there, you know, right? And Galapagos, right? You know, people there, evolve; there they'll evolve their, in their own way. Uh, yeah. Maybe, who knows? So I, it, time will tell, I guess. You know, in a thousand years, people will look back and say. Oh wow, <laughs> they they were absolutely right. This needed to happen, and now we're stronger for it. Or, or you know, history may not be so kind and say, "Wow, <laughs> they really messed up." You know, yeah. that could have totally been uh, preventable. Uh, they had the means, and they just they chose not to do it. And you know, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> now roaches yeah. roaches rule the world. Yeah, right, right. We'll see how it plays out. Well, I guess we won't. Maybe <laughs> our re- reincarnated selves might. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, one quite thought I have is like these people that are choosing not to get the vaccine, maybe they know COVID is real, but like they don't want the vaccine. I just feel like they're here actually because of modern medicine. I think about measles, mumps, rubella, those right. mandatory Small vaccines. Pox, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, or maybe their parents survived polio because they got the polio vaccine. Yes. And like, okay, great. Their parents survived. So then they were able to procreate and get these people mm-hmm. the life that they have currently. So I just, I don't know. Go, I, don't know. I think it's really selfish, frankly. It makes and you wonder. Excited. I mean, really at the root of it, where, where did this whole anti-vax movement start? I mean, uh, I think uh, celebrities or some celebrities somewhere that said, hey, uh, I'm not vaccinating my kids because of A, B and C. Right. And that that picked up a lot of traction uh, that influence. And, uh, you know, I hate to point fingers, but I think that's that was kind of like the root cause of all this fear um, of of vaccinating, you know, with the flu vaccine or. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. 
you know, so it's it's kind of good to see some of these people who are influential celebrities, uh, sports figures who are coming out and saying, hey, this is this is the real deal, man. It's safe. Use it. I'm getting it now. Um, good. But I think the damage is done. The damage is done. So. Right. And right. Uh, people will forever be suspicious because they heard some from someone from somewhere that they're you know, second cousin, sister, something happened to them. (laughs) Right. Right. Like they're all of a sudden uh, autistic because they received some vaccine and it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather roll the die dice on um, the vaccine and COVID frankly. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I, I want to say I was one of the first in line to, to get it. I got it back in January uh, and I haven't, grown any appendages where they shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) so knock on wood right uh yeah we'll see in 10 years if you know something happens but at least that gave me 10 years of of, uh not dying from covid (laughs) i don't know if that's uh it's it's a uh, a fair trade-off right um thank you for being a big supporter of getting vaccinated and hopefully you don't get too much hate mail for for uh us getting on the soapbox. I know oh. like I said, I think people are getting COVID-19 uh, fatigue, right? It's just, you turn the news on and that's what everybody, everybody talks yeah. about. It's like, give us something new. <laughs> We're all consumers. <laughs> give us a new plague. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's 2021. Why are we talking about COVID-19? Let's change that that name. COVID-2021. Right. The Delta variant. <laughs> the Delta variant. Boom, boom. Um <laughs> Okay, so on that topic, let's change. Yeah. So, so how has it been f- flying? Like, um, our this past year, um, do you have any stories you want to share or yeah thought thoughts? <laughs> so one, uh, I have one that comes to mind. It's kind of a little funny. Uh, one of the last last flights I did with Life Flight, uh, we responded to uh, kind of. Middle of nowhere BFE call, um, and it uh, we landed. We get in the back of the ambulance, and my my medic and I, and it's this guy with with a, a gunshot wound to the head, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we're talking to the medics on scene. You know, this, this guy's just laying there, eyes open, uh, not intubated or anything, you know. And we're like, hello, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> as as we're getting. You know, the quick 30 second report, I just kind of look over to my medic. It's like, OK, we, we need to tube this guy. Right. We, just, we need to get an airway. And he's like GCS of three. I don't know, one or three. one. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this, lights were on. I mean, the eyes are open, but he's just not doing anything. He's breathing on his own. But that was about it. And, uh, you know, so we're prepping for that. And I'm, asking, I'm talking to the uh, the responding uh, providers and. They're like, yeah, he he apparently shot himself with a rifle, like AK-47. And I'm thinking to myself, that how do you do that? <laughs> so, and I'm like, well, did you was there like an exit wound? How how was he when you found him? And they're like, oh, he was like sitting up and you know, moving around. He was clutching his head. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's he's got you know, got blood all over his hands. So it looked like he was touching, moving around, getting his hands and whatever was bleeding. But they're like, you know, I think he just grazed him. You know, he changed his mind and we didn't find an exit wound. But clearly this guy was not doing good. So, you know, we we, we tube him. (laughs) 
and uh, uh, we just kind of scoop them up. We we just we do our best to contain all the blood, and it was there was a lot of blood. This guy was he he, he needed to be taken to to uh, a trauma center like that moment, but uh, luckily we were able to tube him quick and get him loaded in the helicopter and got him to uh, a trauma center uh, within like 12 minutes. You know, it was, it was maybe 15. We, we, we were hustling. And uh, so we're, we're unloading at the helicopter pad. Uh, this, of course, this is a, on a day that was like 107 degrees. Right. And, you know, we've been flying all day and this is like two o'clock at night. Oh, wow. It was still hot. So we're, you know, we're unloading and so they we've pulled the patient out onto the gurney and uh my teammate and the hospital crew they're they're walking away from the helicopter elevators and i i step out and of course i i step right on the the skid of the (gasps) helicopter and i roll my ankle (laughs) so i I just i go down like a sack of potatoes right because it's just like you don't you're not expecting it you're coming down with with just your whole body, your whole force. And uh, I was like, oh, God, of course this has to happen right now. So I, I, I know I did something. I was like, okay, that really hurt. Uh-oh. But, uh, you know, I look over and, and they're halfway to the elevator. So I jump up from, from the ground right. and I just kind of run, run after them. And, uh, you know, we get loaded in the elevator and all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing stars like <gasps> no. zooming by. And I'm like, ah. Oh, that's that can't be good. <laughs> and so you know, we get we get down to the emergency department and, you know, we're about 25 feet from from where this guy is going to go. And I, you know, I tap my uh, my medic. Say, hey, man, uh, I'm going to need to take a knee for a minute. Uh, go ahead and, and bring the patient in and, and give the report. Right. You, you know exactly what happened and what we did. I'm just going to sit out here just just for a minute. <laughs> and so he goes, OK, so they go in and I, I find his chair and I'm like literally on the brink of of blacking out i got the whole tunnel vision oh no got that that hollow uh sound in your ears and i'm just like breathing heavy sweating and you know i look from the corner of my eye i see this group of nurses are just kind of staring looking at me like what is going on with that guy and then finally somebody came and said hey man are, are you okay <laughs> and I, I look up and i said I, I think I'm going to pass out in about a few seconds. And, uh, and they're like, oh, my God. So they grabbed some of the, they yanked me up out of the chair and basically threw me on this gurney. <laughs> and I told them, I said, look, I, I think I vagled. I, I oh rolled my, my ankle on the way out and I, uh, I jumped up and ran after my crew. And I think the whole time I was splinting, just not breathing. Right. And uh, so this awesome nurse that was there. She just like <laughs> unzips my, my flight suit. Basically she just throws a bunch of ice packs inside. Cause she's thinking, okay, well it's super hot. This yeah. guy's probably overheated. You know, he's in, uh, they put me in like my head, my feet up because I guess I look really, really pale <laughs> <laughs> through like a, a blood pressure cuff on me to my blood pressure. Sure enough, it was low. It was, it was way lower than what I normally run. Oh and, wow! Uh, and I think my heart rate was also like like low. So all all the signs of having vagal. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, you know they're just like 
we thought maybe that this was like a super difficult flight or you know call you got this guy who's bleeding all over the place we thought maybe you were just emotionally oh, squeamish over- or-, or emotionally overwhelmed you know like you had to to sit down and and grieve <laughs> like no I- <laughs> I I was an idiot who who you know fell and hurt myself, and uh, you know within a within like ten seconds I felt way better. You know, just the guy said, "Oh, he's not pale anymore." Like the color came back, pressure came back, and uh, they're like, "You want us to take you in to, to get to get imaging?" I'm like, no, I've I've done this a hundred times. I probably just sprained it. And then of course my medic comes out. And I'm sitting there on the gurney outside and he's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you said you had to take a knee. Now you're, you know, you're being admitted. And uh, I, sh- he wanted to take a picture, but I, I told him, no, man, put that away. I, I should have. It must have been a sight. But laying there with my <laughs> flight suit open with ice pack shoved down and uh, these nurses doting on me, you know, giving me orange juice. Uh yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. It, very memorable. Uh, never had that happen to me. <laughs> wow! But uh, it was like, man, I I uh, they wouldn't let me out of the of the hospital without going on a on a wheelchair. So they wheeled me all the way up to the the helicopter pad <laughs> on a wheelchair. So definitely oh. uh, not one of my my best looks. But uh, yeah, they uh, it just Funny goes story. to show you know nurses take care of each other. You know, that was that was super awesome that uh, they they saw that I was in distress <laughs> and uh, swooped in um, and, and going back to that guy. So, you know, they we called for a follow up and uh, yeah, apparently he did. He shot himself through the jaw, had a big old exit wound in the back of his head, uh, shattered a whole bunch. of. So I don't think he made it. Oh, but uh, but to think that he was upright. And was aware enough to be, you know, touching himself, trying to figure out where his injury was, uh, having sustained a, a catastrophic injury like that, that he was, you know, breathing on his own still was pretty, pretty remarkable. But, uh, but yeah, I know that was kind of a <laughs> tragic with a mix of, uh, of, of uh, comedy. comedy there towards <laughs> the end. So that's... <laughs> I feel like those are always the best stories. Oh, it was... It was ridiculous. <laughs> I can only imagine what that looked like. So they had my boot off and everything. They put put a splint on my on my ankle. It was oh wow. Yeah, it, I mean it had like swole. It was already swollen when they <laughs> took the boot wow. off. They're like, oh my god, you know, so no uh, no permanent injuries. Uh, thankfully, so oh good. I was still, I'm ask. still walking around. <laughs> okay, good. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Though I bet those nurses won't won't forget that story. I oh god. Uh, I won't live that one down. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, those those are some of the fears you have. Uh, I remember, you know, landing on a scene in the middle of the day. I was uh, uh, on a highway somewhere. Somebody was having a, a cardiac arrest, and of course, they they had stopped traffic on either direction, and we landed right in the middle. And I remember this is like one of my, I don't know, like a handful of scene calls early on, and I remember stepping out of the of the helicopter. You know, with with one leg, right? Typically, you'd you'd find a little footrest, little step. There's a step that you would you would put. I missed the step, so I ended up taking this huge step out, <laughs> and just Damn. basically, you know, not expecting it, and uh, I just rolled with it. I just 
came all the way out, you know, pretended that uh, I meant to do it uh, on purpose. I, I think I pulled the groin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was just like, oh, don't fall down. There's like people looking around, just pretend you did it on purpose. Just well, there's away. also, is there, there's some, I mean, you have to be totally aware of your surroundings too. Like you can, if you like tumble out of the <laughs> helicopter. No, like if, not, not a good look. <laughs> not a good look. Well, I was wondering, when are the craziest calls? Are they always in the middle of the night? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, definitely more challenging because, uh, you know, being able to see things and, uh, but uh, they come at all all times of the day. Um, some of the more gnarly ones I've had at night, usually people are drunk drivers, you know, getting ejected because they're not wearing seatbelts. But then again, that, that happens during the daytime too. Jesus. So, um, yeah, people, wear your seatbelts. Don't text. I mean, Don't text and drive. Wear your seatbelts. Get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. This, this is your like. There's, there's um... So many rules. So many uh infringements on our our rights i swear to god it's so weird to me that people aren't wearing their seatbelts. like who are these people i mean they're probably young unfortunately yeah most of them most of them are young uh yeah just life life changing and this young woman who uh she must have been inattentive or lost control of her vehicle it rolled multiple times she was ejected uh, not non-restrained, and she landed on her face. Unfortunately, so oh, imagine shit. what that would what that looks like. Yeah, not uh, not good. Yeah, terrible. So Jesus, where your seatbelts? Although you know what, uh, looking back, I think that might have saved her life, considering what her her vehicle looked like uh, oh. after the fact. So it was pancaked. It just so maybe in that particular instance, she was ejected instead of crushed. Uh, Do you think she lived? Yeah, she lived. She lived. Yeah, we we follow. I followed up. She had surprisingly, uh, she had like a like a femoral fracture, lots of facial trauma, but that was it. No neurological issues. Just wow. It was pretty incredible. So I don't know. She smelled of alcohol, so maybe she was just really relaxed. Oh yeah, there and, you go. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. you hear about people just going limp, like like that lady in your uh, one of your podcasts. She, uh, yeah fell off that cliff right she was rappelling and she had the wherewithal to to go limp <laughs> she lived that was amazing that's an amazing story oh. i don't know if i can have the wherewithal to do that i feel yeah, like no i would have let go and, and well died. heck i can't i can't even <laughs> exit a helicopter properly let alone uh an 80 foot drop i think is what she said right it was 100 foot but then she she uh found a little ledge that she can yeah kind of deflect off of yeah i that I would not be walking away from that one. No, me too. That was amazing. Amazing, amazing story. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, uh, in the year since I spoke to you, uh, you know, definitely gained a little more experience doing the job in the the first year really is just learning. You're just drinking from a fire hose. And then after that first year, you, you kind of get more comfortable with, you know, the, protocols and operations and then you start getting seeing more and more of the the really crazy stuff and it's really it's just repetition just exposure the more the more crazy stuff you you see uh the more comfortable you get it's like how how much worse can it get than this 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and it and it's just like life says, okay, uh, challenge, challenge accepted. You know, <laughs> let me throw this one at you if you think. <laughs> You're like, yeah. what do I, what do I do with yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is just a random thought. You know, yeah. obviously, IV access is a big issue, right? You, everybody, you. I mean, it, on the scene calls, at least, no one has a, access to IV access at all, right? So. Are you placing IOs normally? Or are you just trying to throw in? Yeah. So um, a twenty you know, we, or we whatever. We try to put an, to I put IVs in. Uh, thankfully, I want to say eighty percent of the time we get there, they've got IV access. You know, the the, the ground uh, EMS uh, service fire department they've thrown in like a sweet eighteen gauge or sixteen gauge. So every now and then we will have one where you know either they have uh, spotty access or no access, then we'll we'll either drill them if it's time sensitive, or if you know if we have a minute, we we'll try to put an IV in a couple of IVs in. Um, but yeah, it, that's kind of the uh, really the least of of your worries at that point because we can you know we're trained to do it in the aircraft. Uh, if they need to get to the hospital, you know we'll probably scoop them and say you know what let's let's do this in the aircraft. You know, if they've got an airway uh, and if they're not actively coding, we'll we'll snatch and grab them and do all those things in the aircraft. Because really, these people need to get to that to that hospital. Um, You just kind of have to weigh, you know, which is more important. And uh, yeah, the access is hard to get to in terms of patients because, you know, they're up against the the wall of the helicopter on one side. So you have one arm to work with usually. So those are some of the logistics that you have to think about uh, when putting IVs in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, huh. it's fun stuff. You should do it. I should do it. I you should, should be, do it. You should have, a, you should be a flight nurse and you should blog about it. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's your calling. Uh, I need to. Well, we'll talk offline. Um, <laughs> you're like our biggest cheerleader. You really? Know? I, I think I, whenever I listen to you, your podcast and, you know, you talk about flight nurses. Uh, I, I really like the way you talk about us and, and the profession. I think it gives all of us kind of a big head. Right. <laughs> well, d- but, you deserve it. But, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of flight nurses are, are pretty humble about what they do. Uh and uh but yeah we just it's it's about patient care you know the the sexy uniform and and the helicopter is just a bonus <laughs> yeah right 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 no i i yeah i think it's really cool obviously cool thing that you do and and uh really great um, and it, and you know not every shift is like that nicole most right most of the time you're you're doing interfacility you know point a to point b patients relatively stable until they're not, but you know, for the most yeah. part, uh, you're just you're sit- bringing them to a higher level of care, and they're stable enough to travel. But um, it is that that you know, ten twenty percent when uh, you know shit hits the fan, and you're you're like, yeah. this is what this is why I signed up for this. You know, <laughs> just just uh, intense moments of of chaos and and adrenaline, and then. And then you fly home. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what was, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, thank you so much for being on the show and having such a great conversation. 
I really appreciate you and, um, of course what you do and your friendship as well. Um, as a nurse colleague, um, <laughs> do you have any last closing thoughts for the show? Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to all your, your guests. Um, I do a lot of driving back and forth between uh, Tri-Cities and, and the Seattle area. You know, that's like a two and a half, three hour drive. Uh, so I, I, I've got all, the, all your podcasts kind of lined up, trying to catch up. You've just been so prolific uh, in the past <laughs> year. <laughs> I was like, so, holy crap, she has a lot of episodes. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the, on the, the radio to listen to and, and your guests and just listening to all the, the remarkable uh, nurses and, and doctors and nurse practitioners out there. Uh, fighting the good fight, you know, just uh, your guests have just been selfless and just inspirational. And uh, yeah, that's just very, very proud to be part of that, that community. Well, I'm so grateful that you said yes the first time. Yeah. I like, I like it when they make you cry. That's always like, (laughs) let's see if Nicole's going to cry today. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a high likelihood yeah. a lot of the time. That, that's good, though. It's it's uh, it's self-care. You got to let it out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's totally true. That's right. So anybody out there, if you haven't, <laughs> let it out. Let it Get out. It, yeah. Let it out. Get it out. Um, oh, my gosh. Aries, thank you so much. You're so great. Um, obviously, it's so fantastic to see your face. Uh over zoom here and um maybe we could have a beer in person sometime oh one day hey maybe when i'm in seattle oh uh, yeah let's let's connect okay sounds we, great you drink a you know pbr through a straw there we go through our masks <laughs> all right but, we can do uh, all right there thank you very much okay. I, I i don't think i thanked you the, the last time i was kind of uh abrupt and leaving that our episode so thank you uh for both times for uh, letting me be one of your guests. It's been an honor. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing all your future guests and all their shenanigans. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Um, you're, such, you're such a cool dude. Uh, well, stay safe and stay sane, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Thank you so much. Um, that was great. I loved it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.